ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to these go to 11. Once again, Nathan Bell joining me as always, Nathan Bartleball. Nathan, what's going on, man? Hey, Nathan, how are you? Um, Good. We got a new format that we're, uh, we're trying out here. Uh, I felt like the live Lord of the Rings podcast that we did with uh, Chip and Jared and Kyle. Uh, I feel like the video on that went really well. We got pretty good audio quality. And so I think we'll try a couple of these video ones for a little bit. We'll, we'll still put up the audio, but we're going to upload the video to the YouTube as well. And so uh, hopefully we'll get a little bit more interaction. You and I want to be able to do more with the listeners in the future anyway. And so I figure this will be a good testing ground for the next couple weeks to get us used to that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Give me one second, Nathan. I yeah, just absolutely. realized that my, uh, if you don't, if you don't mind starting that over, is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Um, because I realized that my ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to these go to 11. Once again, Nathan Bell joining me as always, Nathan Bartleball, Nathan, what's going on, man? Not too much. How you doing, Nathan? Doing well. Uh, you know, you and I decided that, the Lord of the Rings live uh, Zoom that we did a couple weeks ago worked out so well, and we were able to put it up on YouTube, and people could see our faces and, and see uh, the listeners who joined in with us, Chip and Jared and Kyle. And so we're going to try a couple of these audio and video ones for the next few weeks here and see how it lands for us. So, uh, you know, we'll start with this one, and we'll see if we can – get some interest on the YouTube channel there. We'll still obviously post the audio because I think a lot of people do listen to us going to and from work. And so it's just easy enough to drop in and, you know, uh, listen to us instead of watching us. And some people might watch us and be like, Ooh, I'd rather listen anyway. So <laughs> yeah, your quarantine face. That's right. <laughs> Disgusting me. <laughs> uh, that's a great quarantine face. <laughs> Oh, man. But uh, yeah, no, things are good. We've got some exciting things coming up over the next couple of weeks. Um, one of the things that personally is going on, Joy and I are going to be moving. And so you and I are planning on doing some pre-recordings so that we just have those in the bag and we can be posting those. But we're really not going to be doing too many live recordings over uh, June. We're going to go ahead and try to get Greg on next week. And so we'll have one with him in the bag. We're going to go ahead and do our Lord of the Rings one that will release later in the month. And then we can set up a time to get the live Zoom going again to get some people back on to do the discussion for the two towers. Uh, and then, you know, we've got a, a nice little series that we're going to start and kick off today with nostalgia. Uh, summertime, you know, I was thinking over this past week, we just celebrated Memorial Day. And that got me thinking about, you know, this is really the weekend that kind of starts all that stuff off. Pools and barbecues, drive-in theaters. And, you know, we're in a little bit of a, a different scenario right now with coronavirus. Where drive-in theaters are the only theaters? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Amongst other things, outdoor venues are the only venues? That's right. And so, um, you know, it's it's really lending itself to uh, it's for me anyway to to start reflecting on some of those things, and so I think this is going to be a start of how good we used to have it. You mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no use crying over spilt milk. Um, no, but I think I think it is good to reflect. I think it is good to bring up you know the, the things of our past, and so this will be a starting point for that. And then a few times over the summer, we'll we'll look to highlight some different aspects and really focus on whether it be a specific summer time that we can remember um, or, you know, summer events that really uh, bring, bring these things to mind. And so we'll start talking and focusing on things a little bit more specifically as we yeah, go Yeah. And if anyone has thoughts, uh, we free feel to, yeah, excuse me, feel free to, so, um, to suggest them. One of the thoughts I had was that we might also, that we probably would try to do, um, beyond this show is, is start like a uh, flashback for specific summers, you know, like summer of 1989 or mm -hmm. summer of 1990, you know, uh, mm -hmm. 
those are just ones that are popping into my head that have some kind of meaning to me. But if anyone, uh, what we would probably do then is try to take a uh, somewhat holistic look at this at that that summertime in general events that happened. You know, any kind of major uh, things that were that were notable then movies, the music, the kind of mm-hmm. stuff that, you know, kind of define the summer. So if there's a summer, a specific summer uh, from the past that you can think of that really meant something to you, just let us know. And that's probably, I mean, I don't think we're going to do them chronologically, right? but uh, for me, when it popped into my mind was summer of 1989, I remember uh, there was a lot of different things that happened that were fun for me as a kid in 89. And also I think 89 was one of those, movie summers. I know a lot of people talk about the summer of 1982, but I was such a little kid in 1982 that I didn't really end up going to the movies. Uh, Then the first movie I saw was Return of the Jedi a year later. Mm -hmm. Um, But like 89 had Batman and Ghostbusters and a lot of different uh, movies and a lot of different things going on. So that was always to me a very memorable summer. I think it might be a cool one to to maybe start with. But if anybody has thoughts, you know, um, hit us up on the Facebook page or send us a message and let us know what you think would be a summer you'd like to see sort of recapped. And uh, we'll also open up for each one that we do. We'll open up a place on the discussion board to talk about that specific summer and you can leave things that you liked or you didn't like. thoughts that you had and we'll make sure that we mention them on, on the episode. So we'll be starting that up and I'll probably put it up even though we have that episode will probably come um, a, a week or two out. We'll right. put it up once we have the first one. So uh, Nathan, if you're game, what do you think about starting with summer of 1989? Yeah, I'm down with that. I think, you know, um, you're a couple years older than I am, but I think, you know, that one is, is a safe one for both of us to reminisce about and, and really bring up, um, I know, you know, just off the top of my head, that was probably the first big move that I can remember growing up where we moved from the city of Manchester to the small little country town of Loudoun uh, that I really, that I grew up in. And my mom still lives in that house to this day that we moved to. So, um, you know, I, I, would, I would definitely be down with summer of 89. Very cool. Yeah, I think it, I think it'll be a lot of fun, and I feel like there's a decent chance that most people, you know, even if they weren't um, completely aware in 1989 right. uh, or around in 1989, <laughs> that they um, that there's probably enough things there that you be have some sort of connection to or mm-hmm. be aware of, you know, that kind of thing. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so with that, Nathan, let's, uh, let's kind of start off a little bit with uh, Memorial Day. How was your Memorial Day weekend? It was very nice. It was, it was a good time. And actually, we, the, big, the big event for us ended up being uh, Johnny had his birthday over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And it's turned out that all the Bartle Balls, Johnny being my son, all the Bartle Balls have had uh, birthdays in this entire quarantine period of time, the very first weekend of the quarantine when it when I guess it wasn't the quarantine itself hadn't yet been announced, but it had been decided schools were going to be closed. Mm-hmm. And it was the, it was that weekend where, you know, um, stuff got real, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, you know, you and I were, I think the day before I'd been meeting and then the next day it was like everyone suddenly was kind of going on alert. And that was my, yeah. my daughter's birthday. It was around, around that, um, uh, St. Patrick's Day. Her yeah. birthday actually falls on St. Patrick's Day. So her birthday, my birthday, my wife's birthday, and then Johnny's have all fallen within the quarantine. And now they're lifting some restrictions. But yeah, we've all we've all basically had to deal with, okay, how are we going to celebrate these things? And, you know, when it comes to my wife and I, we're not, we weren't that concerned about it. But with the kids, it's like, how do you make, you know, they haven't been in school, they haven't really got to see their right. friends. And how do you do something with Izzy's. We had a lot of stuff already in place. So some mm-hmm. stuff just got straight canceled, but we were still able to have, you know, a reasonably normal kind of like birthday thing. Um, and it was easier to sort of like adjust and say, okay, by the time we get to Johnny's, you know, so many things have just been kind of like canceled or not happening that we were trying to find a way, how do we do this and make it something fun and memorable. So Jenna come up with the idea to do kind of a scavenger hunt where mm-hmm. he would go around town and we would social distance have moments where he could interact with everyone and solve different clues and puzzles. And Nathan, you and Joy were a yeah. part of that. And we got to, to go over to your house and you give him a clue and he would go somewhere and we would give him a present. And then we get to see everybody. But because of the nature of the scavenger hunt, it was totally fine that he was only seeing people and then talking with them for five or six minutes, you know? Yeah. And it allowed everyone to kind of be a part of his day. 
without it just being like phone calls. Um, in fact, a good friend of mine recorded this message where, I mean, it basically came off looking, he looked like he was uh, Dumbledore, <laughs> his pipe and <laughs> his, um, his long hair and his beard and everything sitting there talking to Johnny from his Fortress of Solitude, it looked like. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so that was really cool. That started the day off and then we went from there. And yeah, he had a, he had a really fun time. And that was almost like our big, it's so funny because, while we've been going out, like I've been going out to pick things up here or there and stuff like that, and we've been going out and doing hikes here or there, we, and we did end up going to a park that day for a picnic on his birthday on Saturday. But honestly, the, particularly the kids had never done that much traveling for right. about a month or two. That's our normal <laughs> Saturday routine was just running from place to place. And we were all like, wow, we're kind of tired. <laughs> This is the most not not used to this. No, and we it's not like we went more than like thirty minutes from the house, but we went yeah, exactly. And it was like and I looked at Jen's like, remember when this was every weekend? <laughs> it's like I think we have to find a happy medium between these two things. So that was our probably our big thing. Um what else? We um and then Sunday was Sunday and Sat and, and Monday were both kind of chill days and hanging mm-hmm. out and having some cookout stuff just just with us and stuff like that so it was it was fun we got to um we got some watermelon and some corn and everything mm-hmm. and did that so those are big those are always kind of big summer things for me and grabbed uh grabbed some beer and everything and got some of the uh you know the narragansett beer yep. right, the, the the choice beer of quint from jaws that's right, <laughs> that's right. now did you Which, get the original stuff or did you get the uh the lemon no no the original stuff um, I don't know if I had the, le- you say lemon? Yeah, it's like, they have a shandy, so a lemon shandy. Oh, is it yeah. good? It's, it's not bad. I mean, they're all about the same. I mean, yeah. have you, have you had some of the other ones before, like, uh, Sam Adams or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. I've never yeah. had the Sam Adams, like, shandy. Yeah. But the Narragansett, for a beer that's not, that's pretty inexpensive, it's pretty right. good, actually. Yeah. I had never had it, and it's whatever 70 or 80 90 years of, of right. existing whatever so something is like since i guess longer than that i think it might be I, I can't remember what the label says but it's like oh this is this is pretty old right. um <laughs> not the individual can but you know so we had a fun time uh how about you nice yeah no it was it was very nice um a lot a lot better than i initially thought it was going to be uh of course the drive-in theater that we have here benji's they do a dusk till dawn movie night and joy and i typically will go to that uh they play five movies you know they start right when the sun goes down and they play all the way until the sun goes up they begin and end with the star spangled banner it's it's really a great experience that they put on and so joy and i were were lamenting the fact that we weren't going to be able to do that at this point because it had not been open and so we were, you know, talking about what we were going to do. Um, well, Joy's grandmother was celebrating her 90th birthday. So we all decided that we were going to show up and just kind of pitch a blanket on the front lawn. And they were going to stay up on their porch. And we were just going to visit with them and celebrate. And, and we were able to do that. My sister-in-law came up from uh, Bowie, Maryland with her two girls. And, you know, we just, we had a great time sitting on the front lawn and and just talking with them and um enjoying some uh you know some music and the two little girls put on you know shows and parties and you know using their crazy imaginations to keep everyone entertained and so you know it was a really good time particularly in a moment where you know we're concerned with going up and seeing her grandparents her grandfather's 94 her grandmother just turned 90 so you talk about that high risk category and they're right in there um but we were able to to visit and celebrate uh, socially distanced, which was uh, which was wonderful. And so it was a really nice time on Sunday. And then Monday, my sister in law came back up uh, to do a barbecue and cookout. And so we did that, and we invited a couple of the neighbors. And again, uh, you know, you know the house that we're in, Nathan. We have a nice big backyard, so we're able to kind of spread out and you know still be the six feet away, um, but enjoy, enjoy a nice cookout. And so we did that. And then we went for a little hike through the woods and, um, just had a really good time visiting. Who was that with? That was with my sister-in-law. So my, um, Joy's brother, uh, Kyle, uh, his wife, Ariel. Um, so we were able to just enjoy being with them. And, uh, you know, again, it's, you don't realize how much, um, how much you miss people until they're not there. (laughs) 
<laughs> no kidding, right? Yeah. Well, was, um, that was the thing with the that scavenger hunt thing. By the time we got to your house, we were already like 20 minutes behind because we realized we haven't seen these people. We can't just yeah. – yeah, no one's talking for just five minutes and moving on. So we were like – we had to just start cutting some things because we're not pe- – not not visits, but like all the stuff in between because like, okay, we're, we're like almost an hour behind now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, for me, it it really did feel like more of a traditional Memorial Day weekend than uh, than I thought it would, and so that was a very pleasant surprise. Uh, being able to interact with people, even even distance interact with people, was was nice, and so it was it was a good opportunity, and it was a beautiful weekend, um, absolutely gorgeous weekend. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Um, so, uh, great time to be outside. So um, let me ask you, Nathan, what, what is it? Um, I don't know if you get into this mindset, but I know for me, this really is the starting point of summer for me is this Memorial Day weekend. Do you ever, do you feel like that too? Or do you feel like the summer starts a little later or what, do, what are your thoughts? It's funny for me because I mean, when I was younger, I think in a sense, the summer mostly felt like, yeah, I think Memorial Day is probably a good, like, demarcation point. The summer when I was a kid did tend to start, like, when school was over. So it was mm-hmm. always probably a little bit later. And it feels like over the years it just got later and later like that. And then, you know, uh, when you in the real world and work all the time or are not a teacher, you know, right. then you, you the summer doesn't have that demarcation point. Exactly. Um, for me, I guess probably being the movie guy and doing the critic review stuff for so long, it really began just about the beginning of May. Cause that's when big summer movie season starts. Right. Yeah. And that is about the time when you start to see some changes in weather, but uh, you know, you have that first big, like summer movie that comes out and it's a big deal. And so for me, I was, that was always kind of the start of summer in my mind, mostly because of being so like for a while there, everything, a lot of what I was doing was movie centric. So like everything would change cause it wasn't so much small little movie. And now this is of course very different, but you know, all those other things, the changing of the weather suddenly were, you know, some certain kinds of foods and cookouts are coming into, mm-hmm. into flavor. And that, and that stuff all probably kicks out, like you said, around, Memorial Day. And then traditionally, I mean, think back over the years that by Memorial Day was usually when you had your first big summer movie. We've gotten it back and back and back until, mm-hmm. you know, now we get the first summer movie like at the end of April. But <laughs> think about that. By Mother's Day is when I'm starting to feel definitely like, hey, we're getting into summer. We're leaving springtime and heading into summer, even though, you know, actually technically speaking maybe we're not there yet but feeling wise i kind of feel like i'm already kind of into summer and now it feels like kids are just you know they're getting out midway through the summer right (laughs) yeah no i think i think that's very true you know i remember uh growing up uh, you had you know the memorial day sales and so i can kind of remember in in my family you know there was memorial day wasn't uh necessarily a time where we would have a lot of extended family coming over and visiting, but it was a time where as, as our family unit, we would do things together. And so I can remember getting up early with, uh, with my dad and my mom, and we would typically go into town and, you know, hit up one of the sales, something that was going on, you know, if we needed a new washer or dryer or something, or, you know, we just wanted to check out and see who was doing what, you know, there was that Memorial Day sale going on. And so, you know, we would spend the morning out in town and just driving about, stop off, maybe do a hike along the river, and then come home. And then the afternoon was, you know, just kind of that chill time, you know, dad would fire up the grill, and we'd have the barbecue, the watermelon, corn on the cob, the, you know, burgers and dogs and all that stuff that just, really felt like, you know, okay, we're ushering in this time of, you know, like you said, school probably went for another couple weeks, but this really was that starting point. I remember for a few years we had a pool set up. And so that was the big unveiling of the pool for the summer and, you know, getting, getting that all on the right track, you know? So um, it really, you know, it tended to be that bigger event. I remember just down the road, there was a, you know, small lake, down the road from our house. And so we go down there, spend a few hours down there and you'd see all the boats out on the lake. Um, and so that just, that really seemed to be the time where people were 
were coming out of the house and, and you could visibly see people out of the house. You know, your neighbors, particularly up in New Hampshire, had been shut in for the winter um, and now everybody's coming out and you're having those neighbor chats with each other and, you know, people just are out and about tending the gardens and doing things and that really seemed to be that marking point uh, for a lot of people. Now, what, um, when, when were you guys uh, vacation people? Did, growing up, did you tend to hit your vacations the beginning of the summer, the middle of the summer, or the end of summer? Well, as, when we were kids, and we didn't go on, we didn't go on as many vacations when I was growing up. Um, we went on a hand, we went on uh, trips, but we basically would get to a, play, a point in the summer where my dad would probably take off for like a week, and we did a lot of camping. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would say it definitely would, you know, it, it, it probably should have happened this way, but I always feel like it fell in like the hottest possible part of the summer. <laughs> That just is kind of the nature of camping, but it was always kind of towards the um, mid to late July, you know, because yeah. that's typically I think what he would end up taking off um, because you get out of school in June and then uh, by August, it's like you're almost getting ready to go back and stuff like that. So typically that like later July would be when it was, uh, that's me growing up. Now we did take a trip. We took a couple of trips, um, but we didn't, we didn't ever take any really big trips. We had relatives in North Carolina. So we would go there um, over the years, several summers we would go there. I remember actually summer of 89 was what was a situation where we did. Uh, and that was probably our first as kids, first big trip where we went anywhere for like a week at a time and uh, or a week or two. And we went to North Carolina and then we, we also went um, to, uh, the Outer Banks, uh, like a couple years later, I want to say summer of 91, probably. Mm-hmm. And we did that. Again, you're talking in that July, June time frame. Now, with uh, with the kids, with my kids and Jen and I, we tend to try to aim at that um, August time frame, you know, when, when the kids weren't in school, we would push it right to the end of August, sometimes beginning of September. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's always less, but we, and, and we've been going a lot to places like the Outer Banks and stuff like that. Uh, Jen and I have gone up into like Bar Harbor. We've done some trips there and we prefer the end of the summer. There's usually less people around. The weather's a little cooler sometimes, uh, particularly again, before we had kids and weren't held by like the school schedule. We would even push it into maybe September and do little trips throughout the summer. Last summer we did take the kids and I'm actually glad that Jen sort of, um, I kind of pushed us on that one. We went and took the kids to Disney last summer in mm-hmm. July, uh, towards the end of July, beginning of August. And that was a, a lot of fun, but the, right. Probably in the middle, like you, uh, you had been out of school for a little bit of time and it was enough time before we went back to school. It was a nice kind of right in the middle of the summer. And I would always say with probably been within weeks of, uh, the, of the 4th of July. Yeah. Yeah. We, we typically, it's funny cause uh, we never really did vacations growing up either. We we did we we were big campers as well, and you know my parents were a little older. There, there's another set of kids uh, in in my household older than me. My younger brother and I were kind of a second generation. I have a brother who's eight years older than I am, and then another one, and then a sister who's 11 years older than I am. And so by the time my younger brother and I came around, my parents were slightly older. And so they were looking for more comfortable vacations. Um, and so we got big into the, the pop-up camper camping. And so I can remember, you know, one year my dad, uh, you know, went out with my mom and, and they bought this large pop-up camper. And so that was what our vacations became. It was, it was more weekend trips. And then, you know, if it was a 4th of July, you had a longer weekend trip. Yeah. Um, but typically we would, you know, we would leave the house on a Friday and we would get back later on a Sunday. And then again, if it was a longer weekend, you'd get back on a Monday or Tuesday. 
And so that was, you know, that was our vacation, but, but we would do that pretty consistently every weekend. So I can remember, you know, being at different campgrounds and, and doing different things. And, you know, this was back in the day where the campgrounds had, you know, the stuff for, you know, the arcades. So, you know, all the teenagers would yes, swarm yes. to the arcades and, and you'd spend hours there until the thing closed at 11 or 12. Um, you know, so most of the campgrounds had, you know, the little putt-putt uh, golf yes, place that you could yes. go to and do. And um, I remember a couple of them that we went to had some water slides in a pool, you know. And so um, I, I can remember all of those things. And what was neat, what I really remember is they, they would do these different theme things as well. Um, the you know, campgrounds, you mean? Yeah, yeah. They, yes, they would have yes. these weekend themes that they would do. And so, you know, they, they would stay open until the end of October and they would open up early in May. But I can remember, you know, in the middle of the summertime, they would do these Halloween parties. And so all the people in the campground would get these flags that they could tie up on their campground post and you could go trick or treating and you would dress up and, you know, yeah. And particularly people had like the campers and stuff that were yeah. like year round. Um, yeah. That, I remember that too. It was a lot of fun and they would do things. Some of the, the one we, there's one that we would go to in Virginia and it was, um, it was near one of the caverns. I can't remember now. Maybe, maybe, um, Lorray, I'm not, I'm not entirely certain, but it was near one of the like um, caverns where you go underground. The campground was maybe five or ten minutes from it, and the they would have events. They also had their own pool, and yeah. they had a big movie screen where they would do like yes. evening movie. And they did one one night while we were there, where it was uh, one of the times we went, and they, they were showing Jaws, yeah, <laughs> from the pool. So that was a pretty that was a pretty cool and um, kind of unnerving experience because you could sit in your floaty right. sit your floaties <laughs> out on the pool and watch Jaws. And of course, you know, you guys get some um, jokesters coming up. Um, right. Most of them underneath my family. And like <laughs> uh, my favorite my favorite memory from that campground this is kind of a, a weird story. I don't know if I've told it before, but uh, they would do this particular campground had like, like you said, there'd be a theme and mm-hmm. there'd be themes throughout the summer, but there would also be things they did like every week. Like they would yeah. have ice cream Sunday night. Yes. I don't know if it was every week, but it would be every couple weeks. It might've been every week. And the week we were there, ice cream Sunday night fell on a Thursday or something. So it was why we were still down there. And everyone in the campground would come out to a couple of pavilions they'd have set up and you'd have free ice cream Sundays. It was awesome. And they'd have all yep. kinds of ice cream. They had people serve. I mean, it was a pretty like, uh, well put together thing for something that they're doing for free for, you know, the campers there. Yeah. But the wild thing was that when we were there, they had everyone come out and the, you know, a lot of the older people that, that would be there in their campers would come down and be there. And you clearly, they've been around, right? So everyone right. kind of knew everybody. And my dad and I were sitting there and the whole family's down there and we're looking at, and all these people, kids, young people are all coming up to this one like couple and, and they come by and talk. And I'm like, these people can't all know this couple. Like, how? right. <laughs> <laughs> what's going with this guy? Why are they all coming up this guy? So my dad's like, no, no, don't you see it? I'm like, no, I don't see. What are you talking about? And it was Ernest Borgnine <laughs> was he, he, no, no kidding. Like it was Ernest Borgnine. He oh, was there Lord. and he, uh, this was, this was like 95 or 96. So, um, in Borgnine years, he was still a spring chicken, I guess. Right. <laughs> he lived, he lived, I think, uh, was he in his nineties when he passed? He was pretty, I think you're right. He was yeah. up there. I think his late eighties or nineties, I think, but he um he was there and i remember it was kind of a weird intimidating thing because only i knew the only thing i knew him from when he mentioned that it was ernest borgnine was like cabby from escape from new york right right <laughs> i mean i could probably think obviously there's a lot of other things that ernest borgnine has done but in that moment it was like it's cabby from <laughs> super nice guys he's very friendly really really was hitting the uh ice cream sundays pretty hard that i do remember but yeah he would come up and talk and he was a very like friendly guy they were there i don't know if they were kind of passing through or they kind of stayed there for a little bit but and yeah. that was our probably one of our few brushes with celebrity but again it's trying to convince everyone else of who it is you're talking about right yeah yeah no and it to me it was it was a really great um you know, it was a really great thing because, you know, my, I, 
I'm sure like your family, you know, we weren't, I, I know I, and I, I was friends with families who every year they were doing Disney and they were doing ski trips to Aspen and they were doing, you know, all these things. I mean, they had, you know, money coming out like crazy. If we were going to do Disney growing up in my house, we would have had to have saved for, you know, 10 years before we could the have. The same here, yeah. When things like that weren't even in. But the campgrounds were a nice yeah. place because you could go, you get your tent. It's basically a one-time cost for the yep. most part, uh, unless you manage to destroy it like we did a few times. Right. And then, then you uh, go and it's a relatively inexpensive and you spend a week there. We always had a great time. Like you were implying, we take our bikes and we would just go out yeah. through the. And if you went often enough, because sometimes if we there's a there's a campground up a PA we go to, and mm-hmm. we might go there where it was you know we weren't traveling as far. We might go there a couple times a summer, you know. Yes. So it wouldn't be like it'd be the only our only trip, but we would take a couple trips, and they might last yeah. for three or four days, mm-hmm. or four or five days, and it was it was fun and. I think um, I, the concept of taking like a big vacation every year where we went away was not something that happened. Like I right. say, I think in the time of my, like I consider childhood kind of being from like, uh, you know, when I was young, uh, to having my first memories to like being, you know, coming out of high school, mm-hmm. we took maybe four or five big trips where we went out of state, you know, out of state, right. further than PA. Right. <laughs> so we would go like, you know, to, to North Carolina or a place like that. And so we do a little bit more of that with our family, but um, yeah. 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 We did a lot of that. Camping's a really fun, can be a really fun thing. If you don't like yeah. it though, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I do, I think it takes, you know, a certain, uh, it, it takes a certain type of person to, you know, look at that and, and, and find, you know, some entertainment in that and, and to be able to, to deal with that and do that. You know, Joy and I, we've, we've done, you know, less camping. She, she's actually probably done more camping now that we've been married than she did when growing up. But um, I'm certainly doing a lot less than when I was growing up. And, there's still something about going to certain campgrounds that brings all that back for me. You know, we, we've been to up in new England, we've been to a couple areas since we've been married. Uh, one of them we went to was uh, near old orchard beach. And that was kind of more what I was used to growing up. You know, you'd walk down to the main entry area and there was the arcade and the store and the pools and the mini golf and, you know, this, that, and the other. And so all those things were there. And, and that was a lot of what we did growing up because my parents knew that if this is what we were doing for our vacations, then they wanted us to be able to do things. Um, and so, you know, those things were available. Uh, and of course we would bring our bikes and all of that stuff. And then we, we've done more of the secluded camping. Um, it's still, you know, huge campground at Nickerson state park up in, uh, on Cape Cod, but you don't have the arcade and you don't have all that stuff. But what they do have in the campground is tons of hiking trails all around. And then there, there are tons of, um, uh, beaches that are all attached to different parts of the campground. This is a huge uh, state park campground that uh, we've gone to before. And each one has its own unique um, sense of just bringing back that memory for me of, you know, th- this is what I did growing up. This is what I remember. This is what I enjoy. Um, and, and, you know, even to the point of sitting around, you know, the sun's gone down and you're sitting around later in the evening with marshmallows and s'mores and, you know, just enjoying conversation till, you know, 11 or 12 in the morning, um, or I should say 11 at night, 12 in the morning, um, you know, having those conversations with your friends and family and, you know, stoking the fire once it's dying down and, you know, bringing it back up again. And just all of that stuff just has that, that wave of, of memory and um, idealism. I think, you know, I think that's part of what nostalgia is, is just that, that memory of, of, better time, you know, even though it's not necessarily better, it's just in your mind. This was, this was a moment that you froze in your head as being idyllic. And so that, that wave You've kind of, most of the bad, bad memories. So yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You don't remember them until you get back there and you're like, oh, I hate setting up this tent. <laughs> the context. Yeah. Well, that's, I. yeah, I have that feeling a lot with camping when you're sitting there and you're like, why are we doing, why do we like this again? <laughs> yeah. And, and I think, you know, I think probably for my parents, uh, that's what it would have been if we had done more tent camping. Joy and I do more tent camping now. Um, but I think growing up, if we were doing that with my parents, I probably wouldn't have liked it. But, you know, with them, it was, oh, back up the camper, pop it up, extend it, you know, stabilize it. All right, we're good to go. Let's pull the stove out and hook it up. And Yeah, not cursing while you try to put metal pipes together, <laughs> exactly. trying to race the sun to be done before. Yeah. yeah. And then the fun of holding a flashlight while your dad yeah. questions his existence. Trying to like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. but even but even those things bring about you know certain uh, you know bad and good. It brings about you know certain things that you end up having to chuckle to yourself when it's all done and over with. I remember. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. You and, know, I, I think about even uh, the setting up of a Christmas tree. You know, I remember growing up. Oh man, we would go out. We would pick that Christmas tree. We would go home, and then the kids would all go upstairs while mom and dad fought that thing into the stand. Yeah, I'm, I'll level with you, man, that I was able to let that Christmas tree tradition thing kind of just go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, we, now it, like every few years, we have the grueling uh, task of buying a new fake tree. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, there is that. I'm not, I'm not really all Griswoldy up on that one. Right. But, um, so, I, yeah, and I'm glad – I, I or I don't say glad, but I, I am hopeful that a lot, that we will see some of these things open up, and I am glad that we can still kind of go to parks and things like that, and particularly some mm-hmm. of that's been um, opened up where we are here in Maryland, and I know that some people have opened up other other uh, states and counties have opened up to a greater degree than we are. We're probably mm-hmm. at least in our vicinity. Um, Baltimore has held back a little more than some of the other places right. in Maryland. Um, but you know, I am glad that as we're getting summer, I'm hopeful that we can have some of, some of those experiences. I, uh, and I hope that things hold, you know, that mm-hmm. this, this all holds, but I, I would, I would definitely encourage people that yeah, don't follow the rules and follow the social distancing, but don't, don't get caught up in just getting stuck in the house, even if you're yeah. creative and finding ways to do, do things. Um, because yeah, and I think the summer's a lot of fun. There's a lot of opportunities. It is warmer. There are, it, it does afford us the ability to sit outside and be mm-hmm. outside a little bit more and do some things that would be harder. Like, uh, aspects of this, this quarantine are obviously a lot harder, um, in the winter because it is harder to get people together and, and, right. and sit in a big open space and hang out. And so I, I think that we do have that, the benefit of that. And that if there's things you enjoy doing this summer to the extent that it's reasonable and isn't going to potentially, you know, cause issues mm-hmm. just is to be able to do those things. And I'm looking forward, definitely looking forward to the drive-in movie theater opening yes. up. I didn't realize how excited I would be for that. But, um, and as you mentioned, Nathan, we have one here uh, near us, Benji's, which for me and you is what, about 10 minutes oh, away. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Like and, <laughs> yeah. So, and I know there aren't many drive-ins around anymore. It seems like they may be making a comeback. Um, mm-hmm. And I think people are just discovering them. I, I don't know if I, I don't think I mentioned this on um, on uh, these go to 11, but it's funny because I, I was reading an article the other day about like the number one movie in America or something. And it was like, uh, again, there's what two movies playing right, right now. And if they're playing, they're playing at a drive-in and it was, they, they were like the movie, the wretched, which is a very low budget indie horror film is like the number one movie because it's been able to play at uh, drive-ins and it's on yep. the and you can rent it. Jen, and I actually rented it a few weeks ago and it's, it's definitely like a creature in the woods kind of horror movie. Right. It's exactly the kind of thing that probably would not get a theatrical release now, but would have definitely been the thing that would have played at a drive-in back in the right. day. So, back in the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to, I'm kind of, I'm kind of interested to see what Benji's will do. Benji's is nearby. So if you're in Baltimore or live in uh, particularly in like the, um, uh, White Marsh area or in Baltimore County, it, it's definitely yeah. worth checking out. And it may be for a good chunk of the summer, it may be one of the only places where you actually will be able to go yeah. and, um, you know, actually attend and see, see a movie. And so definitely check it out. I know mm-hmm. that um, the owner was just recently on one of the radio stations 
and he was uh, talking about how it was that they really needed to be able to get back open because they were they were running up against some financial straits. And I'm sure a lot of theaters are in that scenario. Yeah. Um, something I'll throw out there because again, you know, kind of from the movie perspective, that if you've got a local place. Um, that you do uh, enjoy or regularly patronize, I would say look online and check them out because a lot of them are um, participating right now in uh, some of the online streaming services. Mm -hmm. So yes, it's not quite the same, but you can go on and if you are in, interested in renting a movie that's playing sort of exclusively on streaming, you can rent them a lot of times through a venue that will put the money into the pocket or, or some of that money into the pocket of a theater yeah, chain. Not even a chain, but like a theaters. For instance, the Senator Theater, probably my all-time favorite theater mm -hmm. here in Baltimore. And I've talked about it on the show many times. And Nathan, you and I have attended yeah. several screenings that we've then come back from and talked about on the show. That uh, old school style movie house. I suspect mm -hmm. that if something were to happen and the people who currently own it had to let it go, that the state would pick it back up. But I really want this place to remain. Being yeah. a movie theater, it's just so good at being a movie theater, and it was doing all kinds of awesome revivals. I like I saw the Lost Boys there as a revival just about a few weeks before all of this happened. So um, places like that, you can go online and if you've got a local place near you that you feel like, hey, how are they doing? Just like some of these restaurants, you know, I encourage people mm -hmm. who when they can to patronize their local places. But if it's a place, it's like, man, I really want to see that place succeed. Yeah, find a way to um, to help out. And so, I mean, you can obviously go and contribute to these theaters and and probably even you know donate money. But there is a way to go and do like actual um, uh, rent a rent a film mm -hmm. via these uh, some of these interactive streaming things. You can go on there and you can make it. It'll end up. Uh, benefiting some of those local places. So, but yeah, yeah drive-in movie theater, I'm super excited about that. I'm excited about being able to have social distancing style picnics like you're talking about, cookouts, things like yeah. that. It uh, looks like they're opening up the pools, but I'm I'm, I'm guessing that's going to be a very limited sort of uh, proposition. Yeah, yeah they're, from what I understood, they're opening them up, but only at 25% capacity. Um, so really, you know, really limited. I mean, if you think about, you know, if, if a pool can hold a hundred people in it and they're only opening up to 25% capacity, that's only 25. Yeah. People. I'm mean, not a lot of you, a lot of you people think you go into the pool this weekend. Maybe yeah. not really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's, it really, it's having an impact on summer camps too. You know, uh, our school does a summer camp. Yeah. Our, the summer camps we had our kids enrolled in and were already canceled. Yeah. We we've had to, basically we're going to do an alternative online, uh, you know, class offering for, for certain things, um, which, which will give really the, the bottom line is just to give parents options for activities for children to do structured timed activities for them to do and work on. And that's really what we're doing because in order for us to, to refit our program, um, first of all, we need to hire a lot more people than, than who we currently have, which we can't do right now because people can't go and get background checked and all of that stuff because those places are, are closed right now. And so, you know, it's just, it, it, it is interesting what you can't do, but it's also interesting to me what people are doing and the creativity they're coming up with to do different things and still maintain, the guidelines and the social distancing and boundaries that are put in place. And so I'm, I'm really enjoying hearing about the creativity of what's going on. Um, you know, one thing to say about Benji's, which is great because, you know, you talked about people around the local area, but I even know people who, you know, from Virginia and, and Pennsylvania who will come in uh, specifically for a Benji's weekend and they're willing to drive, you know, on a big opening night, they're willing to drive the hour and a half, um, or, or even two hours uh, to get in and see this, you know, the, this feature and have that experience. And um, so Benji's is really, you know, a great theater and it's, it's one that you will want to keep coming back to. They have a great alternative food program where if you don't want to purchase food uh, within their, um, within their concession stands there, you can pay a flat fee and bring all the food you want um, in your vehicle. And so, Usually we do that. I maybe will buy a drink or something when I'm at Benji's uh, just to, you know, throw a little bit of extra money their way. But I mean, we'll pack, we'll, we'll go out to Costco and we'll get like two large pizzas and we'll just pack coolers full of candy and soda 
and and we'll roll up into the theater planning to spend all night there with you know our our stuff and so and i know in the previous um iteration like before this that uh i think it was like 10 bucks to come yeah. in with a carload you had to pay like a permit and i wonder if that'll if they can't sell concessions because they'll if they can sell them they're going to have to greatly uh uh, adjust how they do it. So right. you'd only have be able to have a certain number of people in line for concessions at a time. Right. Uh, so I don't know if that cost could change, but I, I, I you know, it was 10 extra dollars to be on with it, but it wasn't expensive to get into mm-hmm. the theater in the first place. And you're yeah. paying a bit less, I would say, than you pay to get into a regular movie. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. And you're usually getting anywhere from two to three movies for the cost. It would be to get into one at. Oh at yeah. And, and then right now, like right now, the movie, I'm sure, because there isn't anything really that's out, the, again, unless you show some of these smaller movies, which I think would be kind of cool. I'd be happy to go see a smaller indie movie um, on, on a theater screen like this. I, there's, a, there's a movie, um, I haven't got to see it yet. I'll be reviewing it over at Phantom Galaxy, but it comes on Amazon Prime tomorrow called The Vast of Night. Uh, which is a cool little like looks like a cool sci-fi movie set in the 1950s has a Stranger Things vibe, but again, the 1950s everything gets set in the 80s now. So back in the 80s they were set in the 50s. So this is this is set in the 50s. Looks a lot of fun, but it had an opening about two weeks ago only at drive-in movie theaters. So I think it would be cool to see movies like that there. But mm-hmm. yeah, usually Benji's is playing brand new movies mm-hmm. when there are brand new movies to be had. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see what they do. I. Uh, one of the things that the the guy mentions is, hey, the price to show a, a, an older movie, like some, I'll just go and find an older movie. I mean, yeah, for me or you, we can grab an older movie and watch it uh, because we probably already own it. But to pay to play an older movie right. isn't the difference isn't much between that and playing a new movie. Right. So, um, but I know that we do have coming up in July. We have Tenet. It's still uh, yep. the Christopher Nolan movie, which even put a new trailer out. Uh, Nolan's person pretty hard, I think, to try to get it into theaters on when they scheduled it. He wants to have, I think, the first really big movie back in theaters. Mm-hmm. So um, it'll be interesting, uh, but I, I look forward to, I hope that, you know, um, honestly, I'll probably choose to see a movie. If, if there's a choice of seeing a movie in the regular theater and a lot of this is still going on or seeing it here or the drive-in, I, I'm going to probably choose the drive-in. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's interesting. Normally I have my little countdown clock, um, and I don't have that. So I don't know how long we've been recording. <laughs> oh, I've lost all sense of time. I don't even know what day it is, whether it's morning or evening, to be perfectly honest. Uh, I'm looking here. It, it informs me it's 4.50 PM. So we've been going for maybe, um, I don't know if we've been going for an hour because we, you know, we talked a little bit before we right. actually started. Um, let me ask you a couple questions, yeah. um, Nathan. So like, for summer, you mentioned arcade games. Any arcade games that were your like all-time favorites to play during the summer? Yeah, so I remember um, be- because you know the campgrounds uh, were actually really good about about getting those arcade games fresh in there and really having a good turnover. I mean, I remember that summer that Mortal Kombat, the original Mortal Kombat, released. That I mean, summer of '95. Yeah, yeah, summer of '95. That it was uh, just. There were there were probably thirty arcade machines at this one campground that we went to. Are you talking about the video game Mortal Kombat? Yeah, the video game. So that, yeah, so it would have been few, I was thinking movie. I don't know because yeah. that's what I think all the time. But um, that was probably a few years earlier than like ninety. I think it was ninety three. Was it ninety three? Ninety four. Yeah. But I remember, um, you know, you just you had, uh, you know, all these uh, all these kids and teenagers just glued to this thing and only two people at a time could get in there but you'd have you know you had 30 other game machines around but everybody's clamoring to play mortal Kombat because that's the latest and greatest that yeah, comes out 92 92 um, is when that one came oh out. okay so even um, even earlier because i remember like the closest thing you had to that well you had street fighter which was street like fighter, yep. i think that was 91 because i remember when we were down we went to um bags head in north carolina this the the little market near the place we were staying the rental property had a Street Fighter Two. Yeah. But before that, I, I the, the that style that that uh, Mortal Kombat was done in, you know, where you had the, I mean, at the time in '92, the almost realistic looking characters. Right. That the other game that was like that beforehand, which wasn't really terrific, was Pit Fighter. Do you remember yes, Pit, Pit Fighter? Fighter? Yep. <laughs> yes, I do. Because I remember seeing seeing that game. 
it is uh, if you look at stills of pit fighter pit fighter looks very much like mortal Kombat, right like, in the style but is not it's it, it, instead it, of yeah. having all these cool little characters that are different kinds of creatures and 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 ninjas and all these things you just had two guys in tights basically right. <laughs> punching each other <laughs> Yes. Um, so yeah, Mortal Kombat was, was a big one um, that, that I remember coming in and really, you know, uh, that, that was a huge one. Uh, an, another, there were two that were really great for multiple people playing at a time. One of them was, of course, um, Teenage, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Turtles. Yeah, baby. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, X-Men was another one, but they were kind of in the same vein together. No, another one that was actually fascinating because you could actually save the game on the arcade machine was Gauntlet. Do you remember Gauntlet? Oh, yeah. yeah, Gauntlet. For sure, I remember Gauntlet, but you could save it? Yeah, yeah. There were – so not when it first came out, but by – by, I would say, the mid-90s, uh, they had a feature on there where you could actually throw a code in and save your level where you were at, and you could come back to the arcade machine and pop your coin in and, and punch your code in to Which get back to where you were. Which makes sense because Gauntlet had, like, hundreds of rooms. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, man, I just saw they, the when they have all these sales on PlayStation, I see PlayStation has, like, a Gauntlet. Like, they've got, like, an updated yeah. version of Gauntlet. And I'm I've, like, I'm just I've got so- it. Oh, really? Is it yeah, good? It is. It's actually, yeah, I enjoy it. Yep. Because um, Gauntlet's kind of the precursor to, I guess, I mean, I guess you could trace it back like things like uh, Diablo and stuff like yes. that, you know, kind of the Gauntlet was always a really fun one. Um, do you remember a game called China Warrior? It sounds familiar. So you basically had like a Bruce Lee sort of character. And again, kind of a precursor to. Um, I feel like maybe to Mortal Kombat, but mm-hmm. the, the level really would be just you jumping in the air and kicking away spears and like <laughs> knives and things that would fly at you. But at the end of every level, you would have fight like another combatant. But like, yeah. I remember that one uh, pretty well. I definitely remember the, the, the X-Men game. Yep. Um, Rampage. Pinball games. What's that? Oh, pin, pinball games, but uh, Rampage. Rampage. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Rampage. Yeah. Now you're talking like the kind of old school, Though, like, that late 80s, they were still in the same, you know, like you said, X-Men and, and Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was, like, the big uh, the big games. And then also you would have uh, Aliens was around the same yes. time. Yep. The Aliens game, which now the games are so complex, it's, like, taking me 50 minutes to figure out how to hold the gun. You know, <laughs> I, I took the kids to um, – the uh, mini golf place, obviously before all the coronavirus stuff, and mm-hmm. we were just in there playing, and it was like, "How you do this?" I'm like, "I'm trying to figure it out." And they're like, "Quick before the <laughs> thing ends." Um, before and, I you die, know, <laughs> right? And so, uh, ramp, but yeah, but there's there a simple rampage, and um, oh, uh, what's the what? Centipede was always kind yes, of fun. Centipede. And, do you remember you know, uh, Tron? Tron. I do remember the Tron, the the arcade, Tron video yeah. game or the Tron arcade game. Yep. And there was, what was the one I was just thinking of? Um, like the, you always have those cool driving games. Like yes. The, um, there was like Spy Hunter and. Uh, yes, I definitely remember Spy Hunter. Yeah. My, my favorite memory of Spy Hunter was, uh, you know, growing up and doing the camping stuff was allowed to bring friends with us. Uh, occasionally, sometimes it was just the family going away, but then, you know, there were weekends where my brother could bring his friend or I could bring my friend. Sometimes we could bring both of our friends. And so, uh, got to bring a lifelong friend of mine, Jim, and we were hanging out at the arcade. And I remember two things about this trip with him. One was we almost got ticketed for speeding on our pedal bikes in a campground. Uh, <laughs> That's another one. How do you enforce that? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but that was one. But the second was uh, this particular weekend, it was uh, a very rainy Saturday day. And so you're really not doing anything else other than hanging out at the camper or hanging out at the arcade. And so we were hanging out at the arcade in this this one kid had probably blown like 20 or $30 to play spy hunter. And uh, he, you know, he, he like gets sick and tired of it. Couldn't beat the game. And so my buddy Jim comes up, pops a quarter in, beats the first half of the game. He's got to put another quarter in and continue and then beats the rest of the game on two quarters. 
hilarious. This kid was flipping out. Oh, he was so mad. And uh, we're just sitting there dying laughing because he just came in and in two quarters, you know, went through the whole entire game and beat it. Um, so that's, uh, that's my fond memory of Spy Hunter. That's funny. Um, I, hey, you remember Dragon's Lair? Yes. The one that yes. Don Bluth had animated. So it was yep. like, and I actually have that one on, on I think I saw it on the PS3, like the uh, version, the home version of Dragon's Lair. But it yeah. was all, you know, it's not really a great game because you're just moving the controller to right. move to the next animated sequence. Um, it's essentially the same thing we do now in making interactive training. But like then it was like, okay, hit this, this sequence starts and that sequence starts. And he would always land, the, the knight character would always land in these horrible, like, death situations. Yes. But it was the same, you know, it was, it was, because it was Don Bluth, it was that same animation that you would see later in, like, around the same time in, like, The Black Cauldron and The mm-hmm. Secret of Nim and American Tale and all that kind of stuff. So yep. that's a pretty cool, like, uh, memory. I think Dragon Slayer is probably kind of, like, People may be aware of it if they weren't aware aware of it when they were around because of uh, it was in Stranger Things, right? I think right. season two they were trying to play Dragon's Lair, but yeah, um, yeah, a lot of that, a lot of fun stuff. And have you ever seen? If you talked about him flipping out because it beat it on like the two coins, yeah, that was always you'd always have like the um, like basically like the mall Indiana Jones or whatever, or Han Solo would be yeah. like hang around. And like, you felt like that kid just stood around with two quarters waiting for <laughs> someone to walk in. So he could, he could just do it. Like I could, it's like, do they hire that kid? <laughs> or is he on commission? What is he doing here? But, uh, or is this just what he does? Right, right. <laughs> and, uh, but um, I, there's a, there's a movie. Have you seen a movie called the, uh, the King of Kong? No. So it's a, and I recommend this to anyone who wants to like kind of take a nostalgia trip. It's a documentary following these characters, the characters, but again, real human beings. It's like right. when you talk about Tiger King being characters, but <laughs> um, and they follow these two guys that have been kind of over the years uh, at the time the documentary is made, which I want to say is like 2008 or nine, uh, that they are battling out sort of to to be the the high score on Donkey Kong. And again, oh, yes, in 2009. And it's a guy named Billy Mitchell who is sort of like this, um, I don't know, he's almost like the demigod of like <laughs> this group of, uh, he still has like sycophants who follow him around uh, concerned about the fact that he the, holds the high score on Donkey Kong. <laughs> so he, he has, it's almost like he's got his little court of admirers and it seems like he's willing to sabotage the other guy to say he has the top score. And, and the other guys have, seems like a very like sincere, nice individual. There's one scene where he's, he's recording this and he's so excited because he realizes in this moment he is about to break the currently recorded score for Donkey Kong and you hear his kids screaming because he needs his butt wiped <laughs> and he's struggling what do I <laughs> do I do and he's starting to instruct the child on how to wipe the butt at the same time he's playing this game um, it's a lot of fun and it does develop as kind of a drama because you're so kind of um, you're so intrigued by these again quote unquote characters <laughs> but uh, yeah it's called the King of Kong and it is all about mm-hmm. sort of like competitive playing of old arcade games that aren't really in, you know, nice. in vogue anymore. So um, that's only tangentially tied to what you're talking about. But, <laughs> hey, um, that's cool, man. <laughs> oh my word. Yeah. But I, you know, I remember, you know, just all, all those games and, and, you know, going in and uh, there, it's funny because there are just, there are so many, that I can go back and appreciate. Um, there's just, there's something about an arcade, you know, that I can just appreciate. I mean, I think even now, you know, we've got uh, Dave and Buster's down the road that opened up uh, two years ago. Now I think it yeah. was. But and, man, so expensive games are so pricey yeah. to play now that it's ridiculous. Like I'm going in and I'm like, this is, it's almost not worth it because you can't really play the game for more than one or two times. Yeah. Well, it's funny because um, our good friend Jay, uh, Jason Loveless and I, we, we were able to get um, some tickets that first summer that it opened and we got unlimited play for 25 bucks. They were running a special Groupon sale at that time. And so he and I went and we went at like six at night and they're open till two in the morning. 
So we went from six at night and we played for about two hours and then we went and got some food and then we came back and played again for another, you know, four or five hours. And it was like, it, it was just, it was great because it was just, you know, two grown guys in their thirties. Right. I was saying, then you're that other kind of yeah. arcade lurker where that, that little kid is like, mom, is that man is still on this machine. It's like, shut up, kid. I'm trying to beat it. <laughs> Watch and learn. Right. Uh, but yeah, no. And, I, and I've done that um, a couple times. You know, I found, I found as an adult, I can go in and if I'm spending the $20, I'm spending a good hour and a half to two hours. And for me, all right, that's, that's worth it. And so I've gone there a couple times with some of my adult friends and, and haven't, really had to worry about you burning through money, but I could totally see bringing a kid or me going as a kid, like this isn't enough, um, you know? And so, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll do those. Like when they've got special deals, we'll get the special deals and we can go. But I mean, it's like my kids really like, of course they like the thing that is never a special deal. You always have to pay like right. six or seven bucks, bucks a pop for it. <laughs> but it's like the virtual ride that yes. they have there. And I am never ridden this because I'm just too cheap. Like I'll always just be like, you kids get on. Right. And they'll be like, your kids aren't tall enough. And I'm like, yes, they are. Look. And as I grab them by the head and just lift them up a little more. <laughs> That's right. Um, but, but Stretch them out. <laughs> right. They really enjoy them. They have like Jurassic Park. And yeah. They, funny because last time um, my daughter Izzy chose to do the Star Trek one. Oh, yeah. Like, I was a Klingon. <laughs> the ride. So, um, nice. yeah, but it's, it's, it's just like quite the same. Like when you could take like a, just a giant like sack of quarters. Yeah. And you sat it there on the edge of the thing and you were like, <laughs> okay. And then you could gauge you know, by look over and the sack of quarters is slowly going down. Yes. Yeah. That, we, that dictated how long your day was. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. We, um, whenever we go to New York, we go to this place called Barcade. And there, there are several, several of them around the New York area now. I believe the original one was in Brooklyn. And so every time I go there, I tell my wife's cousins, because we usually stay with them, I got to go to Barcade at least once. And, um, you know, they have uh, really good craft brews there, uh, moderately priced. I mean, there's, you know, you're not, you know, it's, it's alcohol at a bar. So, you know, you're going to pay the price for it, but, but the, the video games that they have there are all, you know, old school video games. They probably have 30 to 40 video games, possibly. Where is this located, Nathan? Um, So the one that I usually go to is in Brooklyn, but they do have a couple on Manhattan. Um, I believe there's actually one in Pennsylvania now as well. Um, it's a cool model, and I, I think it's again something that you could potentially. I, I don't know. Arcade games seem like they, you know, um, I don't know how uh, Corona fit they are, but right. Yeah, and it's just. I mean, it's great because it's that type of thing where you know you've got the old school coin machine. Uh, you know, you put your dollar in, and it spits out the quarters for you, um, and you can sit there with your stack of quarters. And just play video games and the games, they're, they're 25 cents. And it's like, man, this is, this is great. This is just like when I grew up and I was in the arcade and, and you're getting to know people that you wouldn't n- n- normally necessarily hang out with. You know, you're coming up and you got the Ninja Turtle game there and there's three people. And so you come in as the fourth, you know, as long as you're not jumping in front of one of their friends or something like that, but you're coming in as the fourth and you're playing and you guys are having a good time together. And, um, you know, I remember just that, that that was part of the appeal of the arcade was just that social um, interaction with people. Um, you know, it, it's interesting nowadays because video games are probably, um, well, they're definitely, you, you can be more social with video games now and being able to um, be online with people from all across the world. But, but again, you know, talking about what Corona has done, there's just something about being in a proximity with someone face to face and, and making that connection um, over something like that, that doesn't happen with a mask on or, you know, halfway across the world. Right. Um, Challenging someone to a, uh, you know, uh, Donkey Kong showdown yeah. with your nacho platter in your hand and you have to balance it on the edge. That's right. Well, and, and there is too, there's something about, you know, when I, when, when I get online and I play call of duty and you've got those 13 year olds trash talking you and all that stuff, it's like, 
What's Dude, happening you just, right now? What are my life choices? Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, but like in the arcade, there there was that like challenge. It's like, okay, Street Fighter, I'm going to be Guile. Who are you going to, you know? And so you had that challenge that yeah, came like up. Yeah, like the kids come over and take his jacket off so he can walk up. Yeah. What was that movie from the 80s? Was it The uh, the Wizard? Do you remember that movie, oh, The yes. Wizard with Fred Savage? Fred Savage. The kid like, was a Nintendo <laughs> savant or something. The big game was what Mario three. That was the big right. Like, well, that's something else 3. that like we don't really have as much now. It was like you know a Nintendo game like Mario was like a big thing. Like the yeah. summer it came out, and you're like, all I'm gonna do is sit and play Mario. And your parents are like, no, that's that's not going to happen. You know, and and I can remember that translating into the consoles. You know. Um, when they first came out, because I can remember when Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat hit Sega and hit the Super Nintendo, you know, birthday parties, that's what you were doing after school on a Friday, you went to your friend's house. And, you know, you got your pizza and your soda, and then you had all night, like, gaming challenges with Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. Well, that's how Fighter. you try to justify it, too, right? Because you're like, <laughs> Dad, you don't need to give me $29 with that's the quarters right. to play Rampage. We'll just buy it once. That's right. And we buy it once. I won't need to go in anymore, set. but I probably will still. Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Too funny. Too funny. But, yeah, I mean, and those are, I think those are the things that really appeal about nostalgia as well as it starts it starts getting you down this road and this path of oh man yeah you know you start with the arcade and then where it jumped to and the memories that came from it and then kind of the related memories that come from that as well and um you know just uh, it's all good for me um you know i i love <laughs> that um that period in thinking about those things so and I, yeah, I still think arcades are fun, and my kids still like going to them, and and they like the, you know, they kind of like the 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 modern games and things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, yeah, it, I think nostalgia is like those tricky things where it's like, how do I, how do I like engage with it and share it, particularly with my kids or with whomever, mm-hmm. and not let it sort of like rule me in a sense, you know, right. rule my decide, you know, so like I think of the guy who's who's trying to get the high score on donkey kong <laughs> like are you living you know it's like do we chase nostalgia obviously we know why big studios and and uh, media and everything else chase nostalgia because if they know that there's money to be had in it for that right. very reason that people like to but like um and how far is too far but yeah summer is definitely i think a nostalgia time the minute i start smelling the cut grass and things like yeah. that um, which i have an allergy for because then i have a like you know a migraine an hour after but still the initial smell of the cut grass right. is, is is pretty good but um yeah. yeah this has been fun i'm looking forward i think to talking some more um stuff like this of the summer and we, yep. we'll have to do a beers of summer oh yeah episode i think beers and food of summer we did one i think last year or not last year whatever we were doing yeah pop, pop culture ninja <laughs> see i'm like becoming like billy pilgrim and slaughterhouse five i'm just in and out of time i'm just wherever uh, I'm uh, here and I'm in 2016 right now. Here's, but, uh, here's what I want to do with that one, Nathan. What I, what I want to do with that one is I want us to be able to do that one, but I want us to be able to be in the same room together with the beers, with the food, talking about it and drinking at the same time and eating. Why don't we do time. it like this? Who's the guy that's online? My kid like watches now Joey chestnut where you <laughs> eat like 15. <laughs> okay. Can we'll do, it'll be like the arcade standoff. I'll walk and I have someone take my jacket off. Maybe not a jacket cause it's the summer. Take my right. mask off and then they come up and just pull it down. And then we can do like 30 hot dogs and 10 trogues or something. Right. Like that that's right. could possibly go wrong. Um, <laughs> No, I like that idea. Maybe we will do it as the outdoor thing, you know. Maybe yeah. we will do outdoor uh, beer tasting. That sounds like it would be a lot of fun. I'd be mm, down with like that, Corona. Man. That's <laughs> Yes. <laughs> this Corona tastes like Corona. But, um, uh, yeah, it, a, a lot of fun. So Nice, nice. All right, man. Well, this has been great. Uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, definitely sign off now. Nathan, until next time, we just rock the Casbah. These go to 11.